five, four, three, two, one. Podcast covering the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually by Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Missing in action on the Adani Strife. He might join us. We're not exactly sure where he is right now, but uh, Jordan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me once again. Returning as always, never late, never, never tardy. Um, can't say the same about all of us, but uh, you know, <laughs> I do what I can. So, yeah, uh, you know, it is possible, in fairness to to Omni, that with it being Valentine's Day, he is the, you know, more loving mm. husband of the bunch. I'm sorry, I forgot I mean, it was Valentine's Day. Uh, give me give me two seconds while I go have a quick chat. <laughs> yeah, I, my uh, my wife had said, "Are we are you still podcasting tonight? Because it's Valentine's Day," and I'm like. Why wouldn't I be? <laughs> You're like, well, neither of the other goons that I record with said anything. So, <laughs> oh, speaking of Valentine's, uh, have you uh, taken part in the Lover Watch yet? You know, I actually have not. Um, mm-hmm. My wife, who uh, actually is a pretty big, pretty big gamer, um, mm-hmm. but generally leans towards genres that I. I don't typically, um, so she, she likes a lot more puzzle games and, uh, um, I don't know what the genre would be, but, uh, a lot of the, the more sim kind of games, you know, power wash simulator. And, uh, uh, there's one called a little to the left, which is all about organizing things. Anyways, the point is she's usually more into the, these more interesting genres, if you will. So I actually Mm -hmm. floated the idea to her if, uh, to see if she'd like to, play it together and she said yeah so i think we're gonna we're gonna hop on one of these nights and uh, i i want to say take mercy for a spin but that that sounds wrong um so <laughs> take genji for a spin i guess <laughs> why not both both if you need exactly exactly <laughs> not here to judge yeah yeah i uh i fired uh, lover watch up uh i guess it would be a couple of days ago if people are listening to the podcast nice. um before in theory valentine's day um and i ended up saving the game because i got bored like, oh I, I you'll you, you'll get into it and you'll you'll sort of see why there could be there could be some more engaging stuff mm-hmm. that happens beyond my save point but um you'll see what i mean it, it's yeah it's it's a it's a slow start. Sure. And that's why maybe it's a build up and I just haven't got to right. that point. Well, and, and I'll Speaking be honest. Of, sorry. I've, I've mm-hmm. played a few of these, these type of games before. Um, had a full boyfriend comes to mind. Are, are you familiar with it? Uh, no, I am not. It, it's uh, the basic premise is, is you're in a high school, but all of the other, uh, your, your, your colleagues or what have you are, uh, are birds, literal birds. Um, so it, it had a slow start too, to, to say the least. Okay. Um, I didn't get too far okay. into it, but, uh, I, I think this one has more appeal to me. So, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, would, uh, would have preferred if, you know, Overwatch had come out with like a, you know, Tamagotchi style, uh, you know, sim, I don't know, story taken care of, uh, 
uh, you know, a little stuffy or something like that. You're feeding it, keep your, cleaning up its poop. Keep your patchamari alive or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there we go. Patchamari. I was trying to think I'd of like what that. the, the, the patchamari was. Um, but I was saying, speaking of slow start, uh, we now know when the Overwatch League will be kicking off and it's, it's either one of two ways to look at it. A lot longer or not as much. And, and we'll obviously get into that when we dive, uh, into the fray. Uh, but, uh, there's other news that's obviously, uh, broken over the course of the last two weeks. And, uh, the game that uh, we are may or may not be playing has, uh, launched its uh, new season. So, uh, seeing as just the two of us, why don't, uh, we start uh, pushing this payload? Moving the payload! Join me! Not a whole lot going on in Vancouver or Toronto. Um, I mean, we, we know the rosters ish, uh, Vancouver still needs a plus one. It's possible Toronto may have a, an additional player to be announced. Uh, we don't necessarily get to know the plus one in Vancouver until March, mm-hmm. but, uh, about the only news that's probably worth talking about is uh, what was related to at first the Jersey leaks, although now the Overwatch League has just started tweeting out. Uh, the, the leaked jerseys themselves. So I don't know if that was intended, but, um, if you haven't seen them already, um, both the Titans and the Defiant, uh, you know, jerseys are, are an RSP cord. Uh, there's a post on Reddit. The Overwatch League store, I think, has the, the new, uh, look up. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, really, if you were to consider the way jerseys were, were styled, you know, until last season, there was a sort of a pretty standard play, except for those uh, third jerseys we saw, what, two seasons, three seasons ago? Yeah, that was, what, 2019? I want to say that was pre-pandemic. You, you're talking when, was like, pre-pandemic? Atlanta came out with the peach one for, you know, Atlanta peaches. and uh, Yeah, well, actually, there might have been... I want to say it was pre-pandemic. More? It might have been... Could have been 2020. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could be right. Like, I, it's it's been a while. Like, we, yeah. But it's just been standard, yeah. right? Either like for the Titans, it was Vancouver Titans bar mm-hmm. color. Uh, Toronto, same thing. Yeah. And now we're getting a, a a much more sort of styled experience where there isn't a whole lot of symmetry exactly. across yeah. the multiple teams. Um, obviously, completely up to interpretation. Uh, if I had to give a a nod to one or the other, I feel that the Vancouver Titans jersey has more going with it right? Um, than the Toronto Defiant jersey. And so for me, that's sort of what I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, the Toronto Defiant jersey has sort of uh, like a, a, a simple elegance to it. Mm-hmm. Like it looks clean. It looks cut. And if you want to look like you're cut, <laughs> have these digital abs on the, their jersey uh, that probably wouldn't really look like abs on a guy like me. Fair enough. Yeah, I um. Actually, I for the most part, you know, I don't really have a problem with with any of. Oh, that's not true. There's a couple that fall a little more on the ugly side, and there's probably one or two that are more on the boring side. But outside of that, mm-hmm. I I really like what what the teams are doing. I think it's pretty clear that, well, at least to me, this says that in the past they had some more strict rules about what your jersey could look like. Um, outside mm-hmm. of maybe those those third kit specials kind of thing. Um. And I feel like they must have just kind of loosened the reins on this and said, you know, have at her. Like, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Guangzhou right now, and they've got their sort of city line on the on the jersey. Then you look at ones like uh, the Spark and, um, 
even who's the other one I was thinking even the rain and you know it's a pattern or design across the whole thing which I think looks kind of yeah. kind of striking um, and then you've got Dallas who's just like hey here's our logo but large um, which is yeah. a little more boring but I, I really do uh, I really do think that Vancouver's is maybe one of the the more striking ones um, you know mm-hmm. you've, you've got the black across the top which is you know very kind of uh, I don't know very very clean, but then it fades down into that sort of mountain range, which I think is really cool. And with the colors, the, the gradient they've got going on there looks really yeah. good. Um, did you see the reverse of them? Yes. Okay. I'm not as with crazy the, about Vancouver's on the with back. The Titan? Yes. With, with the with Stanley, big old Sasquatch or. I, Although I guess, you know, the, the, the scene calls him Carl, but if you've been around the Titan since day one, his name is Stanley. Oh, is that true? I, I did not know that, but, uh, I would rather Stanley's face not be there, um, but I, I get it. It it is it is kind of cool at least. Where, where would you throw Stanley's face? Because Stanley needs to be part of the experience. Well, and I mean, if we're we're talking about the whole design here, I actually like they've they've got Stanley's face on one of the sort of shoulders there or sleeves. Um, mm. But I actually also like how he's only on the one, uh, kind of a bit of an bit of an asymmetrical look but also kind of balances out the larger mountain on the opposite side on the bottom. So I do really like it. And then Toronto's as well. I think uh, I was actually just talking to someone and, and saying that uh, I'm a bit of a sucker for uh, for a good circuit board design, a nice nice little tech kind of style to it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I never pass up the chance to have abs, right? So Yeah. The um, point you raised a little bit earlier, having this, this flexibility or freedom mm-hmm. uh, to, to run with it, with the merchandising. I mean, we know with certainty that Toronto has been doing really well in the merchandising yeah. end of things. They have had some very creative merch they sold um, other than jerseys. I, I'm sure their jersey sales are, are, are up there, but I feel that Toronto has designed something that someone would want to wear. Yeah. Like not to suggest people don't want to wear a Titans Jersey, but those who do were probably Titans fans. True. Overwatch league fans. Maybe whereas the Toronto defiant Jersey could very well be style. Yeah. It's a little like more, a little it's more dis- subtle. You can kind of just wear it a little more casually. And other than the fact that it says defiant across it, you know, nobody's really, yeah, but it. like the, the, like the, def- like defiant. Yeah. You know, someone who sees that, they they don't immediately think you know gaming necessarily mm-hmm. I don't know and I'm not trying to knock that but I think you you open up the audience appeal yeah um, fair enough any opportunity you have there uh, you also can tell and I mean we sort of talking about the other teams here um, I thought it was interesting that the uh, Soul Dynasty uh, had decided that they're going to lay claim to the word Soul oh, sorry which team is that again I I can't remember maybe I should do you think if I check their jersey it might tell me. It might tell you. Oh, okay. But see, you could be confused because you'd be like, is that the, you know, Seoul Dynasty or the Seoul Infernal? This is the Seoul Korea, uh, actually. Yeah. 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 There we go. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that I found interesting. Um, and actually, shout out to the Seoul Infernals. I think their their design is actually really kind of nice. They've actually, now that I look yeah. at it, they've done the same uh, uh, one, one sleeve patch kind of thing as well, which is kind of cool. But uh, it'll be interesting to see them in in person. I know, um, like Boston, I'll use Boston as an example. When sort of the jersey had had been released, Mm -hmm. people like, eh. But apparently there's like a gray that pops. The problem is that 
in, on screen in a PNG, it's a little no harder pop. to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I will, I will reserve judgment until such time as we see these jerseys on people Yeah, in sort of real life, as opposed to the renders as to which we're, we're seeing right now. Yeah. Agreed. Overall. Effect. So yeah. Um, Beyond that, sounds like uh, the Defiant have uh, gotten a handful of their players in the six. I don't know if the entire team is uh, up uh, these parts yet. Although I guess if we're talking Toronto, it's uh, considerably below you and below me. Because Toronto, for those that aren't aware, <laughs> if you were to go and draw a line, is like Northern California. Yeah. On a globe, it's it's, it's, it's strange. <laughs> yes, I mean we're we're further north yes. than the we the north uh, crowd. Very true. But yeah, um, we'll take ourselves a uh, short break before we dive into the fray. So two weeks ago, we had said that uh, Sean Miller was teasing that a uh, community update uh, was being cooked. It would be ready soon. Mm-hmm. And that was a week. Like, so a week before our episode, it was the tease. Actually, it had just been more than a week. And then sure as heck, it comes out in between two shows uh, on a Wednesday, because that's when Podcast Lord dictates all break- news breaks. Um, but... Uh, before I get into the details, did it seem like the community update was on like 1.25 speed? Uh, yeah, it totally did. I, I actually talked to some people about this and I was very much like, man, they sure hyped this up. And then I think it was like a six minute and 20 second video and it was just done. It was like, yeah, here's the info. Here it is. Here it is. And we're done. And I was like, yeah. it kind of ended. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now they're going to cut to the live stream and do a little interview with Sean and have them really kind of expand it. Nope. Just ended. Just that's it. it was, and <laughs> and like if, if you were to say, well, Chris, it wasn't that fast. It was fast. Like if you actually yeah. watch like when they show like the gameplay, even the gameplay was sped up. It was as if they were taking this video mm-hmm. and they had like, okay, we need to fit it into this sort of like time slot. Like here's our commercial block during yeah. the Super Bowl or whatever it happens to be. Oh no, guys, we're 20% over. How can we fix this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and cut out all the like spaces. Um, it, I watched it in preparation for this show, um, four times and I slowed wow. it down to 0.75. I <laughs> do not know the last time I went on YouTube and slowed, and slowed down. a video down. <laughs> That's many funny. times I have sped things up. I have never slowed one down. Uh, but um, earlier at the top of the show, I had said, depending on your perspective, um, the Overwatch League either kicks off in March or April. What do I mean by that? Well, the season itself is actually not going to get underway until April 26th, or at least the season as we would know it. The season itself will be split up into two stages, uh, a spring stage and a summer stage. So gone are the four stages, three stages, um, multi-tier tourney, so on and so forth. Not to suggest there aren't tourneys here, because we'll get into that. 
And that's sort of the season. But uh, the actual experience with the Overwatch League gets underway in March. So kicking things off um, in March is the uh, Overwatch League Western Pro-Am. You might be like, Pro-Am? What's that? Well, see, if you consume this community update, you already know that the Overwatch League is looking to bring in Tier 2 and Tier 3 teams into sort of the, the season experience. Now, in the West, so what we would see as sort of North America and EMEA, uh, these teams from Tier 2 and Tier 3, they get to take part in a Pro-Am. That's it. So from March through to early April, Pro-Am. Now, the, the Pro-Am itself uh, is structured in that open division um, kicks off. They have sign-ups for North America and EMEA. And then from there, there's a Swiss format first stage. Um, it is open, so everyone can play. And then stage two, which is invite, is a double elim. And then the actual OWL Pro-Am, when the OWL teams get involved with whomever made it out of the stage two double elim, um, they then get into um, a sort of tournament where there is some cash up for uh, grabs. In fact, the, the prize pool is 13500 uh, within each of the two regions, NA and EMEA, and then uh, Pro-Am wins money. Yay. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's more details there, but I, you know, not getting into the whole run of things, because in the West, that's it. In the East, however, in the East, the possibility does exist that a Tier 2 or Tier 3 team could find themselves competing in the Overwatch League. So what's happening in the East is a little bit different. So while the West gets things underway with the Pro-Am, the East actually has a a spring stage and an, well, actually, I should rephrase that. They have sort of mini stages. So they have the spring stage opens, And then they have the spring stage qualifiers and then they have the spring stage knockouts, which then plays into the mid season madness in June, the tournament when East and West come together, whereas the West pro-am got the tier two and tier three teams, an opportunity to play season league teams. Then they have knockouts mid season madness. Why this is interesting is that (laughs) you have this potential of teams that did not have to pay the franchise fee or at least, Pledge to pay a franchise fee because, as Scuttlebutt has it, some teams have yet to pay much, if any at all, or what have you. But I think it's conceivable that there is a team out there that could make a run, especially from that region. Could they not? I mean, yes. Um, Everything that I've heard is that there is that there's always a chance. Um, the other side of it is that, uh, I think the biggest contender, you know, to use a term, um, that everybody speaks of is O2 blast, which has for all intents and purposes now become the San Francisco shock. Um, so it does strike me a little bit as, you know, it's, it's possible. Is it plausible? Maybe, maybe not. Um, it sure would be quite the story to see that happen. Um, and I think, you know, we, we know that a lot of the 
GMs around the league um, are not shy about voicing their opinion when it comes to some controversial topics. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if something like that happens that we see certain organizations getting upset. Um, do we see that from, you know, the top and highest performing organizations? Probably not, because I would think that uh, they're probably not going to be the ones who take much of an issue with it. But it is interesting to say the least. Um, and also, I mean, you know, people, I've, I've also seen talk about the fact that um, this is a big deal. It's finally happening. You know, in part, some people speculated that it's because the Netties deal fell through and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And while I could see that being a factor, it also occurs to me that like, this must have been in the works for a while. I don't think <laughs> knowing, knowing how the Overwatch League operates, I don't think that, uh, that they would have made these decisions very quickly. I think they've probably been trying to make this work for quite a while. Um, and like I say, maybe the Netties deal and everything just means that the pieces sort of finally fell into place. Um, but I think they've been trying to make something like this happen for a long time, especially given the fact that we have the, the disparity between the two regions that we've seen, you know, the past, the past few seasons where that, uh, interregional play, hasn't been easy. Um, and it's been only a couple of tournaments throughout the season that actually allow for that. So, yeah. When I first heard, you know, and, and again, the community update, I, I, I wasn't able to watch it in real time when it went live, but I was sort of taking notes and it was interpreted that, wait a minute, both West and East are having these like sort of open division tier two play in style experiences. And I'm like, I can't imagine that goes over well with some of the ownership groups within the yeah. league. Seeing it happen in the East, I th- and not the West in the same way, I believe tempers some of that, mm-hmm. but also can be explained away because of the disparity of size between yeah. the two regions within the context of the league, as you sort of pointed out. Um, I think it's cre- a creative solution, yeah. and whether it has something to do with the, what had happened with Netties, as you had said, or if it was something that had sort of been you know, thought of throughout while at the same time, trying to figure out a way to reinvigorate contenders as a, as a, you know, experience, because it has been, unfortunately, you know, I'm not going to say an afterthought, but not the first or second thought Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) when it comes to competitive overwatch from the mothership, so to speak. Yeah. Um, It is different though, right? Oh, like, yeah. and, and, you know, for those keeping notes at home, as, as I like to say, um, even the sort of Eastern region is going to be broken into some different regions, um, in, uh, uh, in the sort of play in or the open and tier two advice. So you have Korea, East Asia, Southeast Asia, and then Australia, New Zealand. Uh, and so, you know, there's that in play. They've upped the age requirements for contenders who play in this play in, in this tournament style to be equivalent to that of the Overwatch League. That means elevating it because in contenders, kids, younger kids have the ability to play mm-hmm. and teams do have a max. So like a, a tier two team can't have a roster of 20. Yeah. Cause you know, not that I think many would, but we see some of these teams Mm -hmm. cycle through players as they become available and, and what have you. Mm -hmm. Well, there's also, but um, 
Sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say there's also been concerns because um, because of two-way contracts, right? And not all mm-hmm. of this is super clear right now. Um, nor do I think does it necessarily need to be explicitly said. Like, it's only a handful of teams that that's really going to be a concern with. And you have to assume they are, at the very least, asking the league what the situation is there. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you in theory, with a two-way player, you could call them up to your team, then drop them back to your academy or contenders team and suddenly they're they are playing again right against you how even. many so it, how many teams still have an academy team and i think it would how mostly teams have only come into play in the east right um well but do they like do they still have academy teams out east i don't i'm trying to think now of, i know there's a couple um i don't even know if they're officially academy teams or how that all works um, yeah. and, and like I say, said before, right. O2 blast is effectively shock. Um, they have a partnership with them, so you could count mm-hmm. that as one. But again, that comes over into the West where this isn't as much of a, a concern kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, well, um, few other notes, the actual season standings matter for the mid season madness tournament and the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no points. So gone are the, you have points accrued over the course of a, you know, stage and then you get bonus points for how you perform in the stage tournament. That's gone. Um, it's unclear in my mind as to how they sort of tie it says league standings will no longer be determined with league points, but, but rather by overall record and regional qualifiers. So then I had have to presume that the regional qualifiers how many of your matches you play gives you a record. Mm-hmm. And so wins are good. Losses are bad. Net result. Here's our crazy tiebreaker scenario. Yeah. So that's really like, is while you're not accruing points, that's a point system. I mean, that's, that's how I read it as well. It does make me wonder how does the mid season madness tournament come into play then? Well, based on that po- bullet point, it doesn't it just, it's just a, Hey, you've won a tournament. Here's some cash. Well, and that's kind of why I, why I raise an eyebrow at it. Right. Because in theory, that was the whole idea behind the point system was you want to make it to the tournament and you want to go deep in the tournament because you get more points, which could effectively place mm-hmm. you ahead, which is exactly what we saw with a team like uh, Dallas or like, um, you know, gladiators who got most of their wins in the first half of the season and didn't get necessarily a, ton of wins in the second half especially the third stage um but still easily qualified for uh playoffs because they had already you know secured those points um do you do you like the removal of the points did you like the point system well the the bonus points is the part that i wasn't necessarily sure enthused with because i understand why they were provided yeah but it really started to pull teams who could find themselves in a really good meta uh, way ahead. Yeah. Other like it, it created disparity. Yeah. And I would just much rather it be win loss based on record. Yeah. yeah win loss and off you go. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit surprised to hear they were getting rid of the points when they brought that up just because I wasn't, <laughs> I mean, I'd be surprised if anyone at this point said they were confident in the league with most things. Um, not to, not to be a, a 
negative Nancy or anything like that. Just the fact that things seem to change frequently and every season has been different, um, you know, to varying degrees and things like that. So I wouldn't have predicted such a drastic change. Um, but, but I do think that this, this is good. And again, my only real concern is what's the incentive when it comes to the, the mid season madness? Is it purely monetary, which I, 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 I like that's it. Monetary pride. Yeah. Marketing. I don't know. Which, and I mean, to be fair, it is international. So that will motivate a lot of teams and a lot of players, you know, given that the only international tournaments this season are, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but are the mid season madness and then the, the finals. Right. Um, yeah. And at that, well, so owl tournaments, like the actual league tournaments, there are two, but there are apparently going to be, more tournaments, but on a smaller scale during like bye weeks and such. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll believe that when I see that. And I'm sure some <laughs> organizations will do some things like, uh, you know, I know Florida has been good about doing that kind of thing. I know even this past season, yeah. I think shortly after the season ended, but we did see the Titans and, uh, Defiant do some, some interesting stuff as well, which, you know, credit to them. Um, but, you know, like I say, I'd, I'd believe it when I see it. Um, what, again, stop me if I'm jumping ahead, but what do you think about the fact that we're no longer in a sort of stage format with, you know, qualifiers, tournament, qualifiers, tournament, f- four-ish throughout the season? Well, I mean, there's two stages instead of three or four. Mm-hmm. Um <sighs> I don't like, I actually don't mind this, this, this structure. Mm-hmm. So long as there isn't significant gaps in play, like let's say, you know, you're a fan of the Vancouver Titans in the last few seasons, the Vancouver Titans had huge gaps because their performance was subpar throughout. Yeah. They, they made one stage playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was phenomenal in their, their experience because they were able to go and, you know, hold on to a meta, Mm -hmm. but uh, if this eliminates that, I feel it's good for the league. Cause the last thing you would want is someone who's sort of new as a fan, really getting sort of into the, the experience. They cheer for a specific team, uh, team then suddenly doesn't play for a long time. And next thing you know, Ooh, shiny, right? Like Mm -hmm. attention spans already are shrinking. And I feel that, you know, the Overwatch League will probably always market itself as as the destination, not the teams themselves. I mean, yeah, it's been a common refrain that we have shared here on RSP. Uh, you know, even back when like the Titans suddenly were playing out of Korea for two matches, and it's like I'm not going to be getting up <laughs> these crazy hours to watch. And well, little did I know, wouldn't have to after that weekend. Yeah, but the the fact remains that. This structure should temper that a bit. But again, it's, you know, all in perspective. Like you look at the way the calendar is. So the Owl teams outside of the Pro-Am in the West, they do get underway sort of mid-April or I guess late April. So remind me. And then they, depending on how they perform, may get to the knockouts end of May, right? But let's say you're knocked out early on. Because there's there hasn't been a clear explanation as to who, if all, do all teams get into the knockout stage, um, 
you know, that's not always been true, but let's say you do get knocked out early. So that, if you, that happens, you then stop playing. There's a right. bye week in June where no one plays. Mm-hmm. There is then the tournament in June, but there's a bye week to get underway in July. And then, so you go a full month and a bit with no activity. Well, and the fact is, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And only six teams are qualifying for the midseason madness as well. So, you know, I know you're harping on the Vancouver Titans here, but it's not just them, right? It would be a lot no, of no, teams no. that are out of action for a while. I know and you're just using like, them as an example, but. Yeah, like, you know, there are going to be a number of teams that get knocked out mm-hmm. who you have a full month of yeah, what's going on. Um, and to your, you know, probably more salient point of, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're talking about, like tournaments. But then doesn't that come across as the, like the loser's tourney? <laughs> Get stuck right? in the like, loser's how do you build, queue. How, how, how do you, yeah. How do you build hype there? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. And I'm not, I, I think something needs to happen and I don't know how you fix it, but that, that's the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the summer stage, it's much of the same. Like you get underway, yeah. there will be a buy in August. Um, and then in turn, come back, play, play ins, buy, playoffs, grand finals, that being in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, conceivably, if you support a team that's on the bottom portion of the table, mm-hmm. you go like a month and a half of no watching Overwatch, come back, watch them get knocked out in September, and guess what? Your season's done. Well, and that's, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how it goes because traditionally I've enjoyed the stage format because you have these, I don't know, it's almost like these, these little pockets where you're building and then you get this tournament and it's fun Mm -hmm. and exciting. And then you're building and you get this tournament again and, and I've enjoyed that. And I, like, I pulled up the Call of Duty League schedule just as a comparison because, you know, kind of sister leagues here. And they still have that format. They have Major 1, 2, 3, 4. They actually have five of them before the well, postseason. No, I would pr- actually prefer that style. Yeah. Right? Where you have these pinnacle events over the course yeah. of a season. Yeah, not everyone gets an opportunity to, um, you know, take part in the pinnacle itself necessarily. Yeah. But there's there's sort of this constant sort of that component of play, you have to wait too long, mm-hmm. a lot of hype. Um, Overwatch League just seems to struggle making that happen. And I yeah. think some of it has to do with the global nature of it. Yeah. Like you can't, if you want to bring everyone together, you can't do that as it's sort of structured right. every week or every month. But then why not have sort of like a, a bigger tourney? Yeah, well, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think like it's funny. I, I want to say I'm not a fan of it, but I also want to say I'll wait and see. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it's, I think a part of it has to be the international nature of the league, um, dealing with those sort of two regions. Like, I mean, for, for as much as you want to call the, uh, Call of Duty League international as well, you know, they have a team in London, they have a team in, uh, in, is that it now? Because Paris has moved as well. Yep, Paris is Vegas now. So is it just London? That's interesting. I kind of forgot that. So I guess it's very much a North American league. Um, 
And I only say North American because Toronto's in there as well. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very torn because I always liked that format. Um, but, and this feels longer and more drawn out. And I just wonder if it's going to be able to hold attention. Um, cause that yeah. was, that was another thing I always found, you know, um, for me personally, super invested in the first stage, pretty invested in the second stage. And then, you know, you get that, whatever you want to call it, mid-season madness. You get that middle of the, middle of the season, big tournament usually. Um, and then usually coming into the third stage is getting a little down interest waning a little bit, maybe not catching every game like I was previously and coming into that final stage. It was always a bit more of, you know, dragging your feet kind of thing, but you knew playoffs were right after that. And I do just yep. wonder if this, this, you know, I want to say March, but let's, let's discount the pro-am just for argument's sake, this stretch of April, May, all the way to June before we get a tournament. I just wonder how it's going to feel. And especially with honestly, how small the midseason madness tournament is like six qualifying teams just doesn't seem like a lot to me. Um, well, and, and that sort of like, why not make that, that bigger? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? Exactly. And I, but yeah, that could be logistical. Like yeah. if they plan on bringing everyone together, is it an onsite venue issue? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they can't run the tournament in the way that they would want with a larger number of teams. Yeah. I get that. It's just, it's, it's a shame because it, you're raising, I think something that I had sort of overlooked if it takes a long time to get there and then suddenly there's nothing for me to be invested yeah. in. Yeah. If you're a fan of Vancouver or whatever, and they're just, again, just using them as an example, nobody's saying this is going to happen, but you know, if they're sucking all of April and May, that's a slog just to get to the international tournament that you're not going to care about because yeah. they're not in it. And then they're going to come I'm back, back and, in July, maybe exactly. Right. And they're just going to yeah. drag their feet again. So it, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, you know who'd be a good person to ask these questions of and get an opinion on? Who's that? Sean Miller. What a great idea. Why don't I why don't I give him a call? You should. And you know, let's see if we can get him on an upcoming show. Like, I mean, the next one we would record would probably be a salient episode. Uh, a very timely episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like a great idea. You know what? Actually, why don't you fire him off an email? You know, you've you've communicated with him in the past. Why don't why don't you go ahead and do that? I will. I will. And let's, let's see if we can, we can make that happen. Great idea. That's a great idea. The, uh, rest of sort of things that are going on overwatch league wise, we get to learn more of as sort of the season advances, like community update one refers to the fact you'll learn more and further community updates. Uh, questions have been asked. Is there a return to sort of live hosted events? We're pretty confident the two global tournaments will be. So that would be uh, your midseason madness and your grand finals. Uh, playoffs, not sure. I'm going to presume there'll be like a weekend where two teams play. Or maybe there might be a all these teams go to a particular location. But I don't think we're going to see it like we saw, obviously, last season with the return to live events. Um, because there just aren't as many stage opportunities for that to happen. But uh, I say that now, and who knows? Maybe they already have that in the works. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and actually, just to touch on one thing there, that is one of the things that I'm excited and curious to see is what are we looking at for live events 
outside of the midseason madness and the and the 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 the, the postseason. Are we going to see teams and organizations doing doing big things in person and live on their own kind of thing? Because that could be the difference maker. That could be the difference between a Call of Duty League with these five big hosted events, because they are a smaller league, and uh, the Overwatch League. Yeah. And we've not really shared this where we probably should have let off um the los angeles valiant <laughs> are coming home that's right uh the uh they tweeted out that they are pleased to announce they'll be competing in the west division so i should actually add an asterisk nowhere in that tweet does it say they're playing in la yeah, good point. but but um i'm going to presume they are uh and then you have the toronto defiant um who made a comment about uh, competing and uh, yeah. Yes, they did. Didn't they? They roasted them good there. I enjoyed that one. Um, I'd just like to put it out into the world that uh, I actually believe this to be Alberta finally getting our team and they're going to Lethbridge, Alberta, LA. Ah, yes. So it's going to be the, the Lethbridge, Alberta Valiant. Yes, exactly. Okay, they just haven't ch- updated the name on on the Twitters I mean, from Los Angeles. As- they moved to the Eastern region and didn't update a thing about anything for how many seasons? Two, three seasons? Fair play. So Fair play. This is less of a stretch than that, if you ask me. Yeah. But yeah, LAV back in LA, so the Battle of LA can actually happen again. Um, whether or not it does, who knows. Rumors are that New York has a team. This is the, okay. <laughs> I was thinking about this today. The deadline to have actually had a roster of, uh, was it five? I think was the minimum or yeah. six. Six is the minimum. Six is the minimum. That's come and gone. And the presumption is, is that every team had six, but we just hadn't heard them because there's no compelling reason to announce. But the way the rumors are being, you know, thrown out by, by like Halo and others suggests that NYXL still doesn't have that sorted out and if that's the case why have a deadline yeah agreed i mean again i I know nothing i uh, know absolutely nothing about what's going on uh with nyxl who are not the well no sorry let me rephrase that new york excelsior because nyxl is the parent brand now not (laughs) handbox but yeah they may or may not have a team come back tomorrow when we still don't know I mean, we still don't know about the Los Angeles Valiant either, so. Yeah, true. <laughs> Overwatch Season 3 is live. Mm-hmm. Um, new map is huge. Like, it's a control map, but there is so much space. Like, I don't know like uh, what the quote-unquote square footage would be, but it <laughs> feels big larger and there's there's verticality there's there's tunnels there's different pathways like if you look at sort of how overwatch one approach control maps um everything funneled into a space that still exists with um uh antarctica however instead of having like two paths or three paths Mm. there's like a half dozen Yeah, yeah and the first couple times I played, I got lost. 
you're that teammate that's off in the control room or like yeah i was i was well no and like there's there's spots where like you like oh i'll go up here to the high ground wait all i can see is a window yeah. there's a hallway like what's the point of this space oh i can go down no it bounces me back up <laughs> yes i can't go down um no i was out running side quests i want that epic mount ah, um good one yeah that epic may mount where she that's right. On the I, I'm, I'm out there talking to the uh, Omnic NPC yeah. in the corner. Yeah. You have to go and get him so many fish Bring, before the round is over. Lead the penguins back to him. Yeah. Um, but no, I actually, I like the design. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a shame that this type of design is going to take forever because we won't see another uh, map until season five goes live, which mm -hmm. based on the math in my head, that would be what fall. Um, so this season, late summer. This season will be what February and March. Yeah, so then it'll be April, April and May. May. So June. Okay, so June, July. So late, yeah, summer. Yeah. Um, that's cool. They've got all sorts of different events that we talked about. Lover Watch, the dating sim. Mm -hmm. It's web based. It's not in game, but there is like a geometry mode. I have not mm -hmm. played. Probably won't. Um, <laughs> in game. There is other sort of events that are planned, whether or not they're in-game web-based, I do not know. But one thing that we've been talking about on this episode is about collaborations and how they could go and make some easy cash by introducing uh, licensed skins in the sort and I've said many times that if David Hasselhoff's skin gets introduced on Reinhardt, damn well, I'll go and spend some money and buy it. That is not the case. But if you're a fan of One Punch Man, that's the collab coming up. Uh, Doomfist is going to be getting uh, a skin as his soldier. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know of any others yet. I've not seen any. I can't say I, I don't think they've saw any reports beyond those two. Yeah, I don't think they've announced any, but I think they have hinted that there is more to come. Yeah. So it's good to see that they're now doing it. Like, again, this is, I feel where, you know, the big money can be spent. And I understand that it's a balance is a free to play game. You got to make money, 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 money. Here's where you make big money. But like, look at how Epic has managed Fortnite with their licensing. There are people who are like, Oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. You get the right sort of fan base and suddenly it's like wildfire. So, mm -hmm. you know, Sim already has a laser. Now she's a, you know, Jedi Knight. There you go. Well, that was easy. Disney collab. That's right. That opens up Marvel. Um, so Farah turns into like Iron Man or something like that. Yeah. 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 So this, the obvious lead in question here is what are your top three? What, what would you pick if you had to? And also before you answer that, are you an anime guy? No. Okay. Me neither. So like this one, one punch man collab Yeah. lost on me. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm. I, I would call myself an anime bird watcher at best. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate it from afar. Um, and I've dipped my toes into a couple different animes here and there, but I've never been a big fan. I mean, just, just like comic books, I'm not a huge comic fan, but you know, I love comic characters through the MCU, through the TV shows well, like, and cartoons like and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, things that I grew up with, uh, but I just never really connected with, those mediums yeah I, but i was i think really you know, pleased to see this at the very least yeah like if you think of cartoons like an anime like for me og transformers oh, yeah. og gi joe like that stuff that was sort of the you know mm -hmm. era the live action not as big yeah fair <laughs> enough. those experiences 
Um, like every time I see a new Transformers movie come out, I'm like, oh, cool. Explosions. Michael Bay. Yay. But then, you know, that brings me back to the OG Transformers, the movie. And I'm still not over like the first 20 minutes. Oh, you know, to go off the rails here. That was an interesting movie. Do, like, I know mean, it wasn't. You mean the first Michael Bay Transformers? No, Transformers, oh, the movie, you mean, okay. the OG. You mean rewinding even further? Like Orson Welles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is, this is, you know, for the kids listening to the show today, they have no idea who Orson Welles happens to be. But, uh, <laughs> this movie, this OG Transformers, the movie, yeah. was like the adult version of Transformers, the TV show. And I don't mean that in the like, Okay. I mean, how bounchicabow wow can you get when it's a bunch of robots? A bunch of car robots. Well, I. Okay, let's not go there. Dare to be stupid. Dare to be stupid. We're not going there. But, like, right off the bat, you've got, like, you know, death and destruction. And then within the first, like, half an hour of the movie, one of the main characters, like, in the series, gone. Mm hmm. Like you don't see stuff like that anymore. It was like, it was like Walking Dead, Game of Thrones stuff. I was going to say Game on of Thrones. like episode five happening in the first thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. So then, I mean, riddle me this: with if again, if you had to pick three franchises or whatever you want to call it, three collabs to see, would that be one of yours? You know, throwback to original Transformers as much as they could. I, I don't know how well. Like you could probably do that with like ba- a Bastion skin. Well, that's um, we leave the decisions up no, to the designers. Like, go crazy here. No, I okay, I know, <laughs> but like I, I part of it does need to also like tie in, like throw a skin on Reinhardt. Ah, oh, cool. Look, he looks like Optimus Prime. So I guess you could call him Optimus Fine, but Optimus Rhine. <laughs> yeah, that that one's better. I'll take that one. I'll take number two, please. <laughs> okay, Optimus Rhine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I want Optimus Rhyme. Yeah. I, I See, because I, I was going to say, it. like, you're saying all this, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. You had me <laughs> You had me at Transformers, honestly. Oh, I think that could be cool. Yeah, Transformers. And I know one thing that's been talked about is, like, the fact that, um, you know, as soon as they unveiled this, it was clear that they're not doing the Fortnite, right? I've, You know, I'm sure you've heard this on a dozen other podcasts mm-hmm. at this point, but they're not just taking, hey, here's one punch man. I don't even know the characters. So here's that guy, the guy who punches hard, and here he is in overwatch they're tailoring an existing character to look like or or as a sort of uh you know that character themed in overwatch which i actually really like that approach i think that is a really good way to collab um which doesn't and that's sort of why where i was struggling with transformers because and i i get that but that's kind of where i'm like you know just for argument's sake go crazy and assume the the uh the designers will will figure out those kinks because I think you could. I mean, like some of the skins that we've seen are really crazy. Um, one that I actually, for some reason, I lost track of, but I recently bought on the store was uh, the Shanghai Dragons uh, Sombra skin from when they won. I want to say the third uh, tournament in that one season <laughs> when when they were still doing the skins for whoever won every every tournament and stuff like yeah. that. And it's really cool, and it's got, you know, parts to it that you just wouldn't really think would fit a somber skin, but it's got this kind of dragon that wraps around her, and it's got this tail coming off and everything, and 
I was just like, this is super creative. Like these guys are, these people making these skins are just insane. Um, so I, I think they could the make triple it DPS great. stage. Yes, exactly. It was the, the goats breaker. Um, yeah. right before, uh, Rolock went into play, um, and, and Sigma and everything, but, uh, the good old days anyways. Um, yeah. Do you have any others other than transformers? No. Cause I mean, I mean, uh, the, the difficult, I, I'd have to sit and think this through. I'd have to, because for me, I'd want the, the tie-in yeah. to be appropriate to the character. Okay, you now like, know your homework. Okay, you're, okay you're, I got homework. Your job after this episode, uh, in preparation for our next episode, is to think about these tie-ins. So you talked yourself into... What, Optimus what, Rhine. Optimus Rhine. I was going to say, what did you call him? Reinhardt Fine? But yeah, I got it. Um, no, it was Optimus Prime, Optimus Fine, yeah. Optimus Rhine. So... You go, you take some of those. If you need to assign it to a specific character, then be my guest. But go crazy. I, w- I want to hear your your thoughts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hang on. That's it. Are you still playing Overwatch? So I'm I'm happy to report that I have, uh, I have been playing again. Um, okay. Season two, I was tapped out. Um, you know, after maxing out the battle pass. I mean, I had the you know, uh, whatever the battle pass for the watch point pack for season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, you know, about as, about as hard as I could. I, I cleared it. I got a few of the titles, not all of them, but, um, a few of them. And then season two, yeah, I just, I tried to get into it and I just kind of struggled and was like, I, I don't feel motivated to play. I'm not really enjoying it. Ramacher's neat, but I just am kind of shrug. I didn't buy the premium battle pass or anything like that. I think I got yeah. to, Battle pass like maybe six, seven kind of thing. And I'm already past there with, with season three. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that they've roadmapped that they've talked about, a lot of the changes that they're making, uh, really strike me as this is the vision they actually wanted to put out. I kind of, the more that they talk about season three and we're in season three now and season four, because they've already talked about a few things that they're planning for season four, a few things that are coming. The more I feel like we're seeing how much their hand was forced with release. And that's why we got the early access tag on the game is because Mm -hmm. I think they were in a situation where they had to say, okay, we now know we're releasing in October. We're not ready, but we need to take the parts that are ready and make it seem like we're as prepared as we can. So I think that's why we got a couple new characters. We got a couple new maps. We got obviously the new game mode. I think they kind of basically took the parts that they had ready and they said, these aren't flashy, slap them in there to make it look flashy. And they did that. And because of that, I think season two was a little lackluster and felt like more of the same of season one. They did respond to a few of the, you know, criticisms. They lowered the, uh, the required battle pass level to unlock the character, uh, from down from 55 to 45. Um, so I think they kind of did what they could to make it seem like they were listening a little. But now that we're seeing season three and season, seeing what's coming for season four, I think this is where they're really going. We're, we're finally getting our, our, a hold on what we want the game to be. Um, and it, in a lot of ways, it makes me sad because, you know, yes, we would have been complaining and who knows if we'd even be recording if, if they hadn't released in October. Um, and who knows what the state of the league would be and everything like that. But I think that we're, we're kind of seeing their vision, you know, come to fruition more. And 
one of the big things that I think kind of tipped, uh, tipped their hat here, tipped my hat. I don't know what phrase I'm trying to go for here. Um, one of the things that really tipped me off to this is that they've mentioned they're toying with a, uh, character progression system for, uh, for f- in the future, right? Where if, well, they talked about that with PVE way, yes. way, way back. And so that's where my mind went, holy crap, this was their original vision. I think that, you know, we know they talked about, we know they even showed off the sort of talent progression in the PVE for specific characters. We, I think we saw it for Tracer. I think we saw a bit of a talent tree for Reinhardt and a few of other, few other characters. And as soon as Aaron Keller mentioned that they had also, they're also toying with things like that for the PVP, that's where my mind kind of went. They really were trying to make these two products match a little more than they do. I think they were mm-hmm. trying to say, okay, we obviously can't have, you know, uh, let's say Tracer get a better gun if you play her more, right? Because that would make the PVP highly unfair. I think they're trying to find out a way that they can basically say, okay, you are a Tracer main. You played Tracer on the PVE. You have Tracer level 60. You maxed out all her talents, whatever. What if in the PVP, you also unlock, and I don't, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not as creative as they are, obviously. You also unlock different weapon skins. You also unlock, uh, you know, a new hairstyle for her because you have 400 hours on this character, you know, things like that. And that's kind of where I went. Oh my gosh. Give my Reinhardt a reactive hammer skin so that every time I get a kill, exactly. it starts to like glow. Exactly. Like I mean, it should. You literally are on fire, right? I mean, they've talked about the yeah. on fire system coming back in some form. Anyways, that's just something that I thought of recently where I, you know, coming into season three and, and them talking about these things that in my mind kind of link to the PVE side that we know is coming at some point. I very much went, I think we're starting to see the vision that they actually wanted. And Again, it makes me sad because if only we could have gotten a complete game on launch. But at the same time, you know, what are we looking at? Are we even getting PVE this year? Are we going to get a early access PVE where it's well, a watered down version of what they want to release, right? Like, it, so if they have to delay PVE, that would be a big problem in my mind. Yes. They've committed to it. Like they've, they've thrown a calendar that we're getting it in 2023. Now that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen anytime mm-hmm. before December 31st, mm-hmm. but if it happens that day, it, yeah, it, it counts. Check mark. Well, I, I just feel that they're, they've, they're not in a position where they can start delaying further. They have to at least put out a product with what they've committed to. Yeah. And then maybe maybe we get this early access, as you had said, mm-hmm. of a PVE, right? Like, hey, it's out. Oh, now here's where our vision is in 2024. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the financials from Overwatch 2 so far? Uh, nope. I believe there was a report saying that Overwatch has had its most profitable quarter ever. So mm-hmm. that says maybe the free-to-play thing is working out, right? And granted, of course. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it is. No, I know, I know. But of course, you know, launch is always going to drum up a certain level of hype. There's always going to be people that, oh, hey, Watchpoint passed for 40 bucks on a free to play game. Why not? It'll give me a bunch of stuff, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not at all surprised to hear that. The real question is, can they maintain that? Will it, you know, will it last and everything like that? Yeah. But does that mean they can delay it further? Maybe. 
Maybe that's enough cash yeah. in the Activision Blizzard pocket to make Activision say, okay, you take take a little more time. Well, that but that plus we don't know about Microsoft, pack, right? But the Watchpoint pack funded the heck out of that that profitable part. Like that yes. would be that's no different than launching a new new title. Oh, totally with totally. the AAA price. Yeah. I like and you know I was going to say like I have been buying the Battle Pass with my Watchpoint credits. So are you out now? now? Having bought the uh, yeah, I'm, according to the the system system in the negative, I don't know how one gets that way, but um, you owe them money now. Well, I, I guess, guess so. you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> but the, that's the thing is, I had like this is what I don't quite understand. Like, I have spent no credits other than on these battle passes. So how is it even conceivable that I would go into negative because I had enough for three? Yeah, so, I thought hey, it was whatever one thousand each time, right? I I haven't looked, but I remember when I bought it, it's like negative one one seventy five or something. Like, how is that possible? That's Anyhow. <clears throat> will I buy another one? Yeah. Will you? Probably not. Really? Interesting. Probably not. This, I think at this point, yeah. the only way they get money out of me is possibly on a cosmetic, but considering what they've been pricing cosmetics, like yeah. that's slim. Yeah. So how many more people out there are like me? Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm, I describe myself as casual, but I'd like to think that maybe I invest more hours than, than a casual necessarily. I don't play the competitive side. <laughs> but yeah, if, if, if there are a lot of people out there like me, that next quarter don't look so good. Yeah. See, and, and for me, I'm, I was more of the mindset of, I mean, I talked on the show a couple of times about the fact that I very much saw it as a, you know, I've invested however many hundreds of hours into the ga- the first game. I know I'm going to play the second game. So I'll put this money up front to give me access to et cetera, et cetera. Um, and because of that, I got the free, you know, first season. Um, but I didn't buy the second season. I have not yet bought the third because I'm still playing less than I did, you know, first season and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and although I like some of these skins, you know, I, I really actually like that, uh, the Invisible Man Cassidy skin. I think that's such a cool design. Um, you know, it's just awesome. Um, but I haven't yet put the money into that because I'm very much like, um, honestly in the back of my mind is is pve i really am excited for that um and i want to see what they do with that and because of that i'm kind of holding on to holding on to my my credits with the idea that you know when it comes i i will drop you'll get the pve battle pass and be eons ahead of me well and that's the question right is it going to be separate is it going to be bundled together are you going to have to yeah i i should add an asterisk i might spend money on pve sure yeah Right. Cause, and this is, this is what could very well happen if PVE gets introduced. Cause I'm like, when I play now, it's solo. Yeah. Like I do play quick play. I go, you know, I go into flex, mm-hmm. but I'm not playing with a group of friends yeah. regularly. Yeah. That's, that's gone. They, they all, most of them pieced out after Overwatch one. Yeah. So I hate the toxicity. Yeah. So PVE might be where the route I go. Anywho, here we are. End of show. Mom didn't show up. Jerk. (laughs) Might be a loving husband. Jerk. Loving jerk. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, we'll be back in a a couple of weeks time. Uh, I'll shoot an email to Sean Miller, see if he can join us. It'd be kind of cool. I do uh, want to provide a quick update to Toronto Defiant and us are trying to find a date and time uh, to get a a voice or two from their end to talk to us about the upcoming season. I have tried my best to reach out to the Vancouver Titans and I have received nothing but silence. And 
it is frustrating that I can't even get a no from the team that we have been covering from day one. So if, if anyone knows someone from the Titans that might be willing to join us to talk about themselves on our show, <laughs> feel free to get us in touch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Overwatch League, uh, you know, head, no problem. Owner of uh, Toronto Defiant, no problem. Vancouver Titans, as uh, Sam uh, Samson said in uh, RSP Cord, go bang on the doors, and I might just have to go and do that. But uh, yeah, uh, if you want to take part in the conversation with us, obviously it's in Discord, Discord slash Ready Set Pwn. You can find us on Twitter at Ready Set Pwn. Uh, go to ReadySetPwn.com, where all of our catalog of episodes can be found. We'll be back in again in two weeks. But uh, Jordan, what final words of wisdom do you have for all of our listeners this week? Um, I didn't prepare anything, so I'll, I'll drop my my picks for for collabs obviously the marvel and star wars ones are obvious uh pretty much anything disney would be fantastic to see um as well i'm a big playstation gamer so anything playstation would also be very exciting to see but a few that are a little less common i'd love to see futurama make the jump i'm a big futurama fan i don't know if you have noticed chris but i have a nice zoidberg here and i think uh i have i have not noticed the nice zoidberg that could probably work well for us there's also a nice zoidberg down here nice uh blue variant or purple variant as i believe he's called and then there's fry mom leela um also the superhero versions of bender and uh leela Super King is Benders. I can't remember Lila's right now. There's Morbo over here. You might not be able to see him. There's Lur from the planet Omicron Percy I-8. There's the Dawn bot right there. Um, my my brother-in-law has a Hedonism bot, and I'm very jealous of him because I never got Hedonism bot. Although, I also have the Robot Devil right here. I have more than one Robot Devil. This guy's very rare. I have Calculon right there. I have Sal right there. Anyways, is that Brannigan? Bumblebee Bender. I'm a big Futurama guy. You'll have to take a picture and share it on uh, RSP because sure. what you're showing me right now, our listeners are like, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. Anyways, uh, I'd love to see a Futurama collab. I think that would be really cool. Um, one that I thought of that I'm sure Omni would be a big fan of, Final Fantasy. I think that would be dope. Mm. And maybe a little bit more of a crossover in terms of markets you know a little bit closer to the anime side of things so yeah final, i could i could see a final yeah. fantasy and I, that might be one that would uh, draw a couple of bucks out of my pocket Ooh. depending on how many of those bucks are required to yes. uh, be drawn good point yeah i got a joke for you jordan okay go ahead uh what does uh, optimus prime have in common with a movie theater did you pull this up like in the middle of the show or something I did. It replaced the one I had had previously. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's start over. Sorry. I, I ruined the joke. Go ahead. What does Optimus Prime have in common with a movie theater? I got nothing. The trailer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. Uh, what do you call an Autobot in denial? I don't know. A car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. That's also good. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Oh, uh, man. I mean, there's there's other jokes here, and it's like um, some are good and some are, like, not so good. Like, one of the not-so-good ones here is what Transformer did the mechanic team up with? What? Ratchet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I, mean, it's, it's I was, I was going to say, character. I know it's going to be the name of one of the Autobots, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, and then it goes from there. But then uh, another one I actually uh, uh, thought was good is uh, how come Hot Rod's new paint job turned out so bad? 
I don't know why. Didn't use the Optimus primer. Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you did there. Yeah, see? That see? was a better one. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. the trailer one, though. That's good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're done. So on behalf of Jordan Etzer, Dr. J, I'm the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast. Missing in action, probably because he's a loving husband, but today he's a jerk. Omni at Omni Strife, myself, Chris at Lightforce, signing off this episode with catchphrase.